0: all right so check this out you're an nfl quarterback but you're just not any nfl quarterback like you're a really good nfl quarterback like you're so good everybody's thinking you know you're the next big thing you know not just for your ability to throw the ball but also to run the ball you take your team to a super bowl you come back the next year and the only reason why you don't make it back to the super bowl is because hey you made a throw cornerback made a great play on it man i mean what can you say i mean but hey We're in contention every single year. You know, our team is on point. Like, I mean, we we about to do this thing, like, for maybe the next five, maybe the next ten years. Then all of a sudden things start changing with the franchise. You know, your head coach, you know, is basically uh, pushed out for whatever reason. A lot of things start happening with the franchise and with your teammates or former teammates that almost like quite simply make it feel like sabotage. And so there's not only that sabotage that's going on, you know, within that system, but your body starts to fail you, you know, just different things and, you know, just wear and tear. But all things considered, you're still a really good quarterback. And then something happens that really just transcends your career. Like there's almost like an awakening, like a an understanding in terms of social justice and. It's this passion that really just starts to define your whole life, even as you're watching the football world break down around you. And so you engage this passion like you. You do so in a way where you're not even looking for media attention. You're just doing this as a personal campaign, as a personal crusade. And so it's the media. Who, you know, takes a view of this perspective, this passion, this protest, and they turn it on its head and it doesn't stop your movement. As a matter of fact, it makes it stronger. But the end result is that not only does your football team leave you for dead, not only does the league itself leave you for dead, and its owners, but also the players. The end result of this protest, which was based in deep-rooted concerns about police brutality, about the treatment of not only black and brown people, but also the treatment of veterans. The end result of that protest was that you were effectively blackballed from the league. You were effectively pushed away from the game that you loved, you were effectively Pushed away from your livelihood. And not even that could deny your movement. Not even that could keep people from seeing you as more than a quarterback, seeing you as more than an athlete. And so you stuck to your guns, you stuck to your convictions. And eventually you were rewarded for it. And that's where we are right now with Colin Kaepernick. And really, Colin Kaepernick being the face of Nike's 30th uh, anniversary of their Just Do It campaign. That should be the end of the story. But by virtue of what we know about corporations, by virtue of what we know about white supremacy, by virtue of what we know about the very nature of the NFL and the importance of leverage and the pettiness of uh, NFL officials we know very well that this is just the beginning just like it's only the beginning of another episode of making a difference
1: um, to be a negro to be a negro in this country and to be um, relatively conscious is to be in a state of rage almost almost all of the time
2: you wonder why i spit the truth but not to make no dough
0: yo welcome to making a difference i'm your host ken Making man i'm so glad you guys are listening to this podcast of course the hot button topic of the day is colin kaepernick i actually had a dope power um spoiler that i was going to drop because i really loved the last episode of power i thought there were some uh just some great uh ideas there that i think power touched on and i actually was getting ready to do that and then like darren uh revel you know uh look drop the drop the bomb if you will you know regarding colin kaepernick and you know his partnership with nike and of course like the whole world (laughs) went crazy because you know cap is such a polarizing figure and for my end like i'm a i'm a huge kind of kaepernick fan i'm a fan because i put him in a in a mode of athlete in terms of just a modern day like athlete like we we haven't seen anything like that you know what i mean like You know when i you know you can think back to you know back in the day with jackie robinson kurt flood you know bill russell kareem abdul-jabbar just very conscientious athletes and you really don't get that nowadays man so when you got a guy like kaepernick who don't get me wrong kaepernick obviously was getting his paper you know seemingly came from a good family situation but the fact remains when this guy took the stand that he took like it it cost him his nfl career period like it's very unlikely that Colin Kaepernick is going to play another down in the NFL. So to see that guy make that sacrifice and then now, you know, see that, you know, looks like Nike had him on the payroll the whole time. And then, you know, to kind of have that, that revelation, if you will, you know, where it's, it's found that, well, hey, they're going to have this collaborative effort, you know, with the shoes and the merchandising, like, I mean, it's to me it's dope. You know what I mean? I just, you know, At the same time, I also feel like, you know, it would be irresponsible to not, you know, talk about, well, you know, what does this mean in terms of what does this mean for Nike? I mean, this is looks like for me as much as, you know, Nike is promoting urban athletes, black athletes, you know, is really speaking to some of the concerns that they have in terms of social justice. LeBron, KD, Serena, um, you know, Colin Kaepernick there's also the element of you know hey nike's a corporation like nike you know clearly has a, a target audience and like do they overcharge for that audience like you know nike in terms of like um some of their labor practices like i feel like all of these things are part of the discussion but the, in the summation of it and i just want to say this off top off top let me say this about you know Colin kaepernick This again i love the, i love the move it's a great move Um, We're going to get into some of the details of this move. I'm I'm also going to talk about the um, the great news in terms of the the collusion trial. I hear, you know, my understanding is that the um, the uh, arbitration uh, there, the court's going to pick that up. And so we are going to (laughs) see look once again, Colin Kaepernick versus the NFL. So we're going to talk about all of those things, man. I just got to shout out Maine. Uh, from morning the masters podcast main was like man i can't wait to hear your next podcast i knew he was talking about cap i ain't want to let my bro main down so man here you go um i'm gonna drop it like this here now before we get started i just want to make something perfectly clear i really i'm just saying this to get this out of the way because i don't want caps movement i don't want his partnership with nike to be defined by white backlash because i don't care because white folks don't have any pro- like i'm talking about systemically when it's the issue of police brutality, when it's the issue of wealth disparity, when it's, you know, issues that affect the black community, white people on the whole do not care. So if you think I'm going to follow up your outrage because you think or and let me just say you erroneously think that Kaepernick is disrespecting this country or disrespecting the flag, like I don't have time for it. If you want to burn every pair of Nikes you got, if you want to cut up your socks, that's on y'all, man. Like it's it's literally as bigger fish to fry out here. Then you know this this foolishness that people are talking about. If you don't wa- want to wear another pair of Nikes, and I saw this. I mean, I use this word kind of like tongue in cheek, kind of like to kind of heckle people. Like I say, well, you know, look at this clown or whatever. But I literally saw this woman was a literal clown who got on Twitter and was talking about, well, I'm I'm gonna stop wearing Nikes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start wearing Converse. Uh, man, Converse is a subsidiary of Nike. R.I.P. Like, delete your Twitter. I'd like delete yourself. I mean, because this is <laughs> like understand the basis of the argument that you're trying to have. Like, and 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 I and I think I see this more often than not is we see so much fake protests and people talking about where they're gonna they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that and a lot of people just don't have the conviction to to stick with that. And I'm not saying that your protest has to be perfect. I don't think any protests in human history has been perfect i think the what defines a protest man men and women is the effectualness of your protest like you keep your protest going you say well hey i have principles i have ideals there are things that are going to challenge those ideals you know there are things that's going to you know challenge my principles but at the end of the day you know this is what i believe in this is what i stand for when there's something that so spits in the face of this thing or spits in the face of my ideals and my principles, then I got to rebuke it or at least got to say something about it. And I think that's what makes Colin Kaepernick authentic assault to so many people is that that's what Kaepernick did is Kaepernick said, you know what now? Cause I I'm believing in this police. Uh, we got to say, we got somebody got to say something about this police brutality. Somebody got to say something about how we treat these veterans. I mean, something has to be done. And if I'm able to use my platform to do this, then I'm going to do it. And I salute him for doing that. And you know, I hate, that um so many characters and people came up like um, you know the Malcolm Jenkins of the world and these people that who you know came up and people tried to say well that that's the movement that's what the movement looks like no the movement looks like two people let me be perfectly clear the movement looks like Colin Kaepernick the movement looks like Eric Reed. that's what the movement in terms of NFL players protesting that's what it looks like and I don't I'm not disrespecting guys like Kenny Stills and folks like that because you know like Kenny Stills is near as I can tell is a down brother. Like I mean, he's still taking a knee, and they already hollering about man. If you take a knee, you know there might be some type of punishment. You got guys. I mean, you got the Bennett brothers. Those are some down brothers, man. But I mean, in terms of guys who have been blackballed and will not play another down, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. Like that's it. So if I, so if we see them guys eating like like salute like I salute them brothers, man, for real. And Eric Reed. It's getting to the point now where it's, I mean, him and him and Cap riding, man. Like you can see him, like I just saw a, a picture of them brothers, man. Um I believe it was on Instagram. I don't know if it was Eric's daughter or it was some young lady that I think it's just, I don't know, I don't even know if Cap, if Cap got kids. But long story short, they was there with some young lady um, who got to meet Serena, and I mean, it's just a great vibe, man. And like I said, it seemed like those brothers, man. What, with whatever the nfl tried to do like it didn't work like it as a matter of fact the opposite happened because i mean cap eric Reed got a dope ovation at the u.s open man and arthur ash stadium like i man look here man if <laughs> i mean get with it or get lost man it's like this is such a, a with all of the adversity that's going on and just i mean let's face it man in america like it's 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 always been bad for black folks man i mean y'all know y'all know how i trace it down on the show man i'm gonna tell you like slavery reconstruction jim crow you know um the war on drugs uh you know private improvisation of prisons like you know the prison labor um industrial complex to like right now as i'm sitting here podcasting with you man it's been i mean it's been rough out here for us man but to know that there's a i mean people are are starting to see like hey man um, you can't just sit up here and just like throw out these rhetorical, like this rhetorical foolishness and, and think that, you know, you're not going to be held accountable for it, or think there's not going to be some, you know, uh, a backlash or a return on some of this crazy stuff that you're saying, especially as it relates to, you know, black lives and black lives mattering. Nah, we got something, you know, we got something to say, man. And so, um, you know, to that effect, man, this is all, it's, it's awesome. It's great. Let's go very quickly. Um, you know, in terms of talking about this deal with the Colin Kaepernick deal with Nike and some of the duality of it. Because I think Colin Kaepernick in and of himself, I think, has really thought this through. I think he has, you know, been able to assess, you know, some of the pros and the cons of Nike and, you know, looking at, you know, some of their labor practices. And I think the totality of it is understanding two very important things is number one. Nike is providing Colin Kaepernick with not only a platform, but with a livelihood. You know, to say, hey, you know, we'll, we've we already invested in you. Um, and they because they've had him on contract, was my understanding, you know, since 2011, they've had him on, you know, had him had him on the payroll. But they're willing to ramp that up and run to create a livelihood and simultaneously provide a platform for Cap where he's able to speak truth to power as he has, you know, for for many years. And so both of those things are very admirable. Now, where I create... And now it's not even so much a a, a trolling or devil's advocate or anything like that. But I think some of Kaepernick's detractors are going to ask the question like, well, you know, if this is about, you know, social justice and social activism. How can you align yourself with a corporation? Which is a good question. And the way, you know, I believe you answer that question is very simple. My partnership does not suggest compliance with everything that's going on. And I'm not afraid to speak to some of these controversial issues that people are talking to. I think you have to be very, very upfront with that. But I think the other part of that is, is that you cannot allow some of those high, some of those labor practices to define what you're trying to do as an individual. And I think you have to hold the media accountable as an individual, as Colin Cap Ka- as Colin Kaepernick. You know, you have to say, hey, look this is what we're here for this is what we're talking about i'm not gonna let you co-op my movement because of your fake outrage had a great discussion with a brother man i hope Devin is uh listening to this podcast i think the world of Devin, man Devin got a dope podcast himself man i think the name of the joint is uh what they talking about sending a few of his brothers out of houston man they uh they really doing the big they uh, had a chance to sit down with jay prince yeah the jay prince that uh Look, basically stepped in and kept pushing t from going upside drake head some more they talked to that j prince but um Devin and i had a discussion similar to uh some of the discussions that uh, i know yvette carnell has um and antonio moore has if you guys are familiar with some of what they do and so basically when i mentioned you know the vietnamese sweatshops uh devon's perspective was well you know as african-american descendant of slaves like that's not my issue you know, my issue is about, you know, the advancement of black people in America who are descendants of slaves. And trust me, I can identify with that. I can identify with that, you know, on the level of being a proponent of desegregation versus integration. And let me tell you the difference here very quickly. The difference between desegregation and integration is really the difference between equality and equity. If, you know, and during the, the crucial, you know, uh, pieces of parts of the civil rights movement. You know, integration is what was what was pushed and what was promoted. But you have to understand what, what was what you gave up in integration, what we gave up as a people in integration. You, you know, some of our grandparents and parents will tell you about how they were taught by black teachers. And I just had a chance on to post something on Making a Difference probably about maybe a month or two ago. And I asked people, well, how many black teachers have you had? And you had some people who were like zero, one and two. And you say, well, why? Why does that matter? Because representation is important. Like the understanding that you're going to have some inherent biases like that, like (laughs) those things happen. And so, you know, if you have inherent bias and most of your learning and teaching experience, you know, you're learning from white people. Like there's going to be some type there's going to be like a a rift there, a, a lack of cultural understanding there. Now, if you add that with the fact that, you know, the way that public education is taught in America largely leaves out some of the crucial experiences of, in, of the black struggle, then, I mean, you got a recipe for disaster. What desegregation does is this. It demands equality while not giving up equity. And equity for black folks is this, it's understanding that we've been left out of, of, of the wealth component here in America. It understands we've been left out in terms of, you know, being able to uh, speak. Well, I, I want to say it, it's, left, it's, left, it's left us out in terms of being able to speak truth to power, but it has left us out, you know, in terms of you know having a seat at the table where we can speak to a lot of these issues. Is you know, reparations is a relevant issue to me. And you and you have people, I'm talking about black folks who have pretty much, you know, conceded reparations. I don't think that's a concession that we can afford to make, especially when you have immigrants, when you have Hispanics who are come up here saying, Well, we deserve to have our piece of the pie. If if we're gonna seriously have that discussion we need to scale things back a bit and talk about this from the black perspective. And that was uh, some of the conversation that Devin and I had, but I also had to explain and express, um, to my brother that the black struggle is not limited to America. It is an international struggle. And I believe that's what made some of our, the, the heroes that I've mentioned, you know, on this show and even in the past, when you talk about Dr. King, Malcolm X, folks like these, they understood the struggle was international. Like uh Andre 3000 wore the shirt he was on, too. He said uh, cross cultures, uh, darker people, darker people suffer more. Why? You can go anywhere in this world and the game don't change. Israel, Palestinian, Aboriginal, you know, Australian, Aborigine, like it's. It's all over the place, man. And so, like, just much like, you know, Colin like Kaepernick's partnership with Nike, man, there are just certain complexities here that I don't think we can trivialize. And I don't don't think it's as simple as, you know, when you bring up those complexities, people saying, well, man, you too woke, you too. No. We have been given, we've been, uh, look, people have pulled a chair from under us. There's been enough of the okie doke um, over an extended period of time to where, to me, you have to question everything. And if you have not learned that, you know, in 2018, even as we are, you know, approaching midterm elections and things like that, then I think you plan yourself. You got to. The good book says try every spirit. You got to vet folks, man. You got to see what people are talking about, man. That's why. I mean, in the, in the the days and the weeks to come, man, you guys are going to hear from political candidates in South Carolina. You're going to hear from political candidates in Georgia. You're going to hear about their campaigns and what they have to say. I've had some great conversations with some individuals. Matter of fact, only a few hours ago before I did this podcast, I had a chance uh, to speak with a, a brother, Willie Robinson. He's running for District 2 uh, school board in Augusta Richmond County in Georgia. Um, uh, just, I mean, just really had a, a passion, for edu- uh, passion for education, man. Um, I think it, it comes out, you know, just with the rapport that he has with kids. I think, man, when you talk about education, you talk about teachers, man. If you got a teacher who can't identify with kids, I think you're in the wrong profession. But man, let me—I'm trying to stay on this cap thing, man. You know what I'm saying? It, this is just this is how I take stuff in, man. I um, I always say to my wife, man, shout out my beautiful wife. Y'all are hear from her later on the podcast, man. Um, my wife uh, Lauren. But I always say, man, like all this stuff is interconnected, man. Like, you know, you got to understand like the importance of socioeconomics. And I, I salute any individual um, who who understands that that um, that ideology and just the how relevant socioeconomics are. And I think that's you know that's where we are with Colin Kaepernick. I think by extension, that's that's kind of where we are with uh, with Nike too. If Nike don't so much understand socioeconomics, I think they definitely understand commercialism. I think they definitely understand that there's a market for the movement. Um, I think people are, are are thinking that they can try to, you know, not thinking, but they can commercialize blackness. We saw it in February with the black Panther movie. I think that in terms of commercialism, black Panther was a paradigm shift. People started to realize, yo, we can, uh, we can, we can do something with this black buying power thing. Like we can specifically market it to black people. And, you know, we will, um, See, uh you know, see, uh, see, share value or, or increase value. I think that's what Nike. I think that's the assessment Nike made here. Nike made that assessment again in the face of white supremacy, because as we know, I mean, it's not like white supremacy went any went anywhere when Black Panther came out or after Black Panther came out. Like, shoot, people was look. White folks was mad at Black Panther. It's always that. It's going that backlash is just going to be there. For me. I accept it for what it is. I'm not going to let it stop my shine. I'm not going to let it stop my show. And the other part of that is I'm going to call it what it is. So that's an important element to the, um, to this discussion. Again, because um, I'm getting ready to go to um, gonna take a little break here, man. Going to uh, drop some music on y'all real quick. I, um, I just want to say again, I love what Kyler Kaepernick is doing. I pray that he's able to uh, navigate this minefield in terms of this partnership with Nike i'll be getting a you know pair of shoes and some shirts you know when they go on sale i'm just keeping it in the buck man this stuff got man this nike stuff expensive man um so i'm gonna wait for it to go on uh, go on sale but y'all look y'all check this record out man enjoy um you know this this is a little out time man a little sit back and think about what's been said Pre- again love y'all man appreciate y'all listening man stick with this. you're listening to making a difference
2: trust Pick up the phone, show me it was real. Pick up the phone, show me it was real. Pick up the phone, show me it was real. Pick up the phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to put no pressure on ya I just want to put a blessing on ya Since our last undressing session I'm not really sure if you've been checking I'm progressing I just heard my songs is popping out in Macedonia And even Serbia I don't mean to burden ya If you got a man since then I understand Last thing I want to do is get you jammed Especially if he's a fan He probably never want to hear my shit again And I need every single sound scan But if you single and you down then I'm in your town Feeding for another round I was counting down a day been more patient than a Browns fan Where that chip at? Probably on your shoulder Cause I forgot to hit back Left you on red. Apologies are said But often never meant Well, f*** that I repent For message never sent now Hello,
1: stranger It's been a minute Since we last kicked it And by the way it just got in time Then I won't let Cumulus crowd all in the sky, ruin my vibe, body I don't do this often, but since recruiting isn't an option, due to unusual rain and thunder, baby I wonder, baby I wonder, would you? Put your sweats on, put your sweats on for me. Yeah, yeah. Cause I got the plug, I made the coffee green. Mm-hmm. I'm talking late night for you. Let me lay a great time on you. Don't hesitate, no, don't you. Mm-hmm. Just say you will, will. Say you will, will, will come through and chill. Chill, chill. Mm-hmm. I wanna f- all, night. <coughs> all night, say it. I wanna all night. I wanna all night, say it. I wanna all night. Hello, stranger. Vape's been waiting. And just as I recall, I asked. Amazing I'm playing, babe. No. I'm saying, baby You love it, but you know I'm crazy So go ahead and pour a drink up I'm so glad we got to link up uh, Yeah, Get to taking that off Taking that off of me yeah, yeah. Cause I got the plug, I made the coffee for green mm-hmm. I'm talking late night for you let me lay a great time on you. Don't make me wait, no, don't you? Man. Just like you will. 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 Come through and chill. 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 Just like you will. You that? Will. That's a good Will. Yeah. Come through and chill. Hey, chill,
2: can I tell us some real shit? Chill. Yeah. In case my lack of reply had you catching them feelings Know you've been on my mind like Kaepernick kneeling Or police killings Or Trump saying slick shoot Manipulating poor white folks because they ignorant Blind to the struggles of the ones that got the pigment Lately I've been stressing cause it seems so malignant I need to feel your essence in my presence if you with it I guarantee you won't regret you Just did it see you Come
1: well, well. Well. My name is Lauren Macon, and you are listening to Making a Difference with
0: my handsome husband, Ken Macon. Hey, shout out Wifey, man. Y'all know I love that sound bite, man. We're back here on Making a Difference. I'm your host, Ken Macon. um rapping about this, uh, rapping about Colin Kaepernick, man. Um, Colin Kaepernick's collusion case. Let's talk about that for a minute because it it will advance. I'm very excited about that. Um, New York Times reported that uh, in a major blow to the NFL, Kaepernick achieved a preliminary but important win in his case, accusing the league of colluding to keep him off the field because of a player protest during the national anthem that he instigated. The ruling essentially granting a full hearing on a dispute keeps alive a case that the NFL desperately wants to go away. Kaepernick's attorney, Mark Garagos, um, released a statement. Uh, I think this is August the 30th or so. Said on August 28th, 2018, the system arbitrator denied the NFL's request that he dismiss Colin Kaepernick's complaint, alleging that his inability to secure a player contract since becoming a free agent in March 2017 has been due to an agreement among team owners and the NFL that violates Article 17, Section 1 of the collective bargaining agreement between the NFL and the NFLPA. Man, when I heard that, like I was loving it and you guys loved it as well. I mean, that story was shared. Um, I know on my page, goodness gracious, <laughs> um, countless times, but just for that part. And the, the question I have at this juncture, and it's more of a, I'll, I'll just ask you guys, I would love to get your comments and your feedback on this particular question. You can actually comment on Facebook.com backslash Making a Difference show. We'll post this here. You can actually also cl- um, comment here on SoundCloud at SoundCloud.com backslash Making a Difference. We'll love to hear your commentary. We'll love to hear what you would do if you find yourself in the uh, position that Colin Kaepernick is in. Because this is what I believe it will come down to. I believe the NFL is going to have to settle with Kaepernick. And I believe in all honesty would rather settle with Colin Kaepernick than to have some of the salacious um, details that may come out. Some of the, the nepotism and I mean, just basically just some of the NFL's hiring practices and, and just how it, it schemes and and, and effectively how it, it blackballs certain players. I would I think they'd rather sell than and have some of those details come out. But here's the question I have for you guys is. If you were Colin Kaepernick and let's say the settlement was $200 million. Like, would you settle with the understanding that $200 million could do so much uh, in terms of your organization, um, in terms of, you know, social justice? Or would you see this thing through to the end with the understanding of what the NFL does to so many black and brown players? And I think when you look at the feeder program, it's in the NFL, you know, the NCAA and, you know, cap doesn't have a beef with them at this particular time, but, you know, would, you know, uh, seeing this case through the net with the NFL, I mean, could it just, could it be a game changer in terms of, of football in and of itself? And, you know, for me, man, I, <laughs> it's, it's, that's, that's such a hard thing to say. I'll say this from my part. Whatever cap decides, I think he's, he's written his, uh, I mean, he's punched his own ticket. He's earned his own way. He's putting enough skin in the game and putting his butt on the line enough to whatever he decides to do. He's got my full support. Me with the understanding of the NFL and with the understanding of football as a toxic culture, which I'm going to, um, elaborate on here in a little bit. Um, I, I would, I would see it through to the end. I would see it through. Simply because the NFL is such a good old boy system, and it's so disingenuous in its concern for, you know, the military and for veterans, and it's so disingenuous in its concern about social justice issues. I would like to see that system be exposed um, for its bigotry. I would like to see that system exposed for its racism. I would like to see that system uh, exposed uh, in terms of its ownership, um, class, and I don't think that. The the leisure class of the NFL, which is mostly white people, which is your, your ticket paying audience, they can't identify with why the NFL players are taking a knee. They can't identify with why these players are so angry. And I think that they still won't understand even after this case. But guess what? It'll be right here. Um, look, literally in black and white. I think that's important. I think that, you know, as I talk about football being a toxic culture, and I made this comment the other day um you know, there was a uh, an individual I saw on Facebook who said something to the effect of, well, you know, if Cap's getting his money and blah, 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 is it cool to watch the NFL again? And, you know, I said, well, I mean, the owners are still clowns. The NFL is still trash. And, you know, if if we look at this in its entirety, like football is the toxic culture from the time that elementary school kids put on their helmets to the time where old men, you know, are suffering with broken bones and with CTE. I stand by that. I stick by that. I mean, And I think one of the problems that we have, you know, in in some of this macho culture is we think, okay, the best way for us to teach our young boys is, you know, for us to hit them upside the head or for us to give them brain damage. You don't have to give your sons PTSD to teach them how to be men. And very simply, what I think happens is, is that under the guise of of respectability politics and understanding the reality of what these young men have to deal with in terms of you know, uh, they're they're beating up physically. They're beating up mentally. They're beaten up socially. We literally, you know, knock the fight out of these kids. We, you know, destroy their ability to think critically. I mean, they are, you know, I mean, they're, they're basically zombies and, you know, they're out here for some coaches bidding or some colleges bidding or some teams bidding. And, you know, it's it's not something that is um, is congruent with the type of movement that Colin Kaepernick is presenting and I think that's that's part of the reason why some of these players you know aren't able to um, you know can't latch on to this movement per se and but and of course most of the reason being that they just don't have the financial wherewithal or opportunity to be able uh, to do so I think a, a lot of the reason why many of us don't take the social justice stance that we need to take is because we are you know scared for our quality of life we're thinking that you know hey if i say this then you know it may cost me my job hey it may cost me you know my social status or my social standing and i'm here to tell you and that and that's my that's my answer to people who say well man can't why do you man why do you say the stuff that you say man you're not worried about backlash from you know this person or that person no because this is what i understand in america i understand that in the united states of america I, as a black man, am more valued for my body, for my ability to provide labor than I am for my mind. And I also understand that as sure as somebody will say, well, man, um, people may try to hurt you. Hey, I could get pulled over at a routine traffic stop and somebody could try to hurt me. You understand what I'm saying? We cannot let fear dictate or excuse me. Let me say it very. I can say it more simply than that we cannot let fear drown out the truth of what goes on in our daily lives and what goes on in this country. Period. If you want to talk about being a, a patriot or being a an American and, and all of this stuff, then have the courage to talk about the stuff that really goes on in this country. And if you're not willing to do that, don't discourage me from doing it and get out of my way while I try to do it. And I mean that, man, like I'm just I'm, I'm tired of scared people, man. Like we're we're in an, in an age of conviction. We're in an age where you're seeing all the time the, the battle law, the battle lines have been drawn like what people believe, what they don't believe, what you know, what's real protest what's fake protest. We see it all the time. And I think the summation of that, it rests with you as an individual at this moment is what are you going to do? You know what's going on. Are you going to sit idly by and pretend nothing's going on? Or are you going to challenge the system? Because however you feel, I think we can all agree this system is not quite right. Something going on here is just, it's just not right. I want to say this piece and I'm going to go ahead and and, and sign off. And I just want to kind of touch on that, that toxic culture thing again, because I know there are going to be some football coaches who listen to this podcast and they're going to try to explain and, and say, well, um, you know, we, we work with young men and, you know, we mold them and, and, and we shape them. And I, I want the best for my kids and all that's well and good. And I can appreciate that. And if you're a football coach that, you know, you don't berate your kids, you don't curse them. You know, you, you really want the best for them. You make sure they're in peak physical condition and you're making sure they got their grades. All of that is great. And I commend you for that if, if that is your mode of operation. But I also ask that as you are instilling these ideas and these concepts and these very impressionable Um, and malleable, malleable minds, I ask that you will teach them to think critically. I ask that you would teach these young men to ask questions, to not be mindless drones, that you would teach them to be exceptional so that when you say, well, you know, uh, I want you to be leaders of men, that they can be leaders of men in thought and in action Then they're just not leaders of men as they run out to play a meaningless game. There are more important things in life than football. And I think that is one of the things that sits at the heart of this protest that I love so much is that you got these brothers out here who are saying, screw this game. There's bigger things going on. Our brothers and sisters are being killed in the street. And, you know, if if I got to interrupt your game to show you that this is what's going on, then so be it. Here it is. And with that, I think it's a good time to sign off, man. As I always say, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, please, 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 you know, you may, if you listen to the podcast, that's great. But if you just man, imagine if you listen to it as one person. But if you share it on your page, man, you're probably sharing it with five or ten other people, man. And I mean, after that, at that point, it grows exponentially from one to ten, a hundred, a thousand, 1, and so on and so forth, man. That's the spirit and that's the the movement that we're trying to um, conduct here on Making a Difference, man. Facebook.com backslash Making a Difference show. SoundCloud.com backslash Making a Difference. Uh, If you want to donate to the show because, man, a brother, man, just really just kind of shook me up a little bit, man. I didn't have. I was speechless. He said it was donating an amount of money. He loves what we're doing with the program, man. If you feel so compelled to donate, you can shoot me an email at um, Making uh, Making a Difference Show. Uh, at gmail.com that's m-a-k-i-n-a difference show at gmail.com if you feel so compelled and we'll let you know how to do that um at that particular time i'm ken
1: makin love you guys so much peace and god bless you win perfect